Alright, uh, welcome to episode 2 of the ADHD Chronicles. I'm Logan, the host and creator of the ADHD Chronicles. And uh, again, still on this kind of meh microphone setup, so the audio might not be as crisp as it will be soon. But I was just feeling the creation of an episode, and that's what this show is about, so we're going to get into it. Uh, today, you know, I really want to get into some economic topics. Uh, I've been thinking about consumerism and how it is affecting Americans and America in general, and uh, how we can do better. You know, there might not be a rock-solid solution, but we can go into it and you know come to a conclusion. And maybe go over some stories afterwards. You know, maybe even in between. I'm not really sure. This will all go as a free-flowing thing. So, um, overall. The main thought I have is that a lot of people want to talk about the green initiative, the green ideals, how the major oil companies are spilling oil or are having a much larger carbon footprint than, you know, the average American or the average small business, really any business, any sector. The oil industry is the one that is polluting earth. But on the flip side of that, you know, humans are the ones still buying the oil. We're still supporting the initiatives. We're still supporting the organizations. And that leads to the idea of, like, is it our fault or is it their fault? But one thing that I will say about it is that we aren't trying to uh, trying to end the the nasty oil you know there i'm I'm fairly certain it's shell don't quote me because i'm not 100 percent sure but shell is the largest uh you know i guess polluter in the world uh that's over companies that's over countries that's over people it's 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 shell and you know is shell developing a sustainable replacement for oil I'm not 100% certain. If they are, that's good on them. But the idea that it's all Shell's fault is is wrong. You know, it's consumerism. And consumerism is also the same thing that's, like, led us down this path of, uh, you know, just fast fashion where we, you know, get something for a week and replace it a week later. And, you know, that's not sustainable, obviously. Now, I talk a lot about, or at least in this episode, I'll talk a lot about sustainable living, but sustainable living would consist of, you know, reusing and recycling and upcycling, I guess would be the terminology to use, your clothing, your items, everything, really. And a lot of people don't like the idea of upcycling. It takes effort, it takes time, it takes energy, money. But one of the major things we can do is just not buy new cars. A lot of people want to make the point of, or at least for a carbon footprint type thing, is that our new cars, is for every new car, you know, that's a full carbon thing. And if we're buying old 90s or early 2000s cars, those cars have already gone out of their carbon footprint uh, time, you know, their their manufacturing period has already, you know, gone up in terms of its impact on the environment. So by simply just using older cars, and we don't have to have new cars every year or two, you know, we can just keep using cars until their carbon depreciation goes out, then 
we can have a more sustainable way of living, but that is with the idea that the car will last that long. We have to have cars that will last two, three hundred thousand miles with no real issues, with basic maintenance and decent things done, um, you know, getting the oil changed on schedule and doing all those different things. We can definitely have a lowering in consumerism if we simply just don't switch out our cars, keep using the 2002 Honda Civic. There's no problem with it if it keeps functioning. Um, right now, I drive a 2016 Ford Focus. That's a part of my major thing um, that I have going on. But the thing is, is with that, it's already reached its depreciation curve or its manufacturing uh footprint you know it's a used car i got it used it had just over 30 something thousand miles on it it was low 30s but still it was used it was a 2016 so there's nothing wrong with the driving that you know it didn't have the heated seats and it didn't have some of the major things didn't have apple carplay i ended up installing it but that's that's another thing you can do in those older cars just if you want a feature add it you know, it's it's much better to add it yourself than it is to go get a whole new car because you want one thing on it. Now, that doesn't mean you can't go get a new car. Once, once you've gotten so far down the line of this car hasn't, you know, emitted really anything in terms of its scale because the initial creation of a car is the major thing is the major footprint and if you ride a car until it's pretty much the engine's blown then you can go get a new car and you know it's not you are effectively the the best situation right or you sell that car or scrap it whatever and then go get something that's just a couple years old but it's already passed its manufacturer's depreciation and the carbon depreciation from manufacturing. I really think that that would be the most effective way to lower consumerism in the automobile industry other than oil. One thing that we need to do is find a sustainable oil, and I think it was either Toyota or Honda, I can't remember, but it's, you know, those companies, very innovative companies, they are working on something that, you know, it's it's almost water. The oil in the car is almost water. It's very thin, very thin oil that's diluted a very, a, a lot, really. It's just diluted. And that right there is more sustainable. That means that companies could use less oil. We could dig up less oil. And, you know, we could manufacture less. And, uh you know, get the most use out of our products. That's one thing that, you know, most most of this consumerism habit that America has is that we don't get use out of our products. We use it for a couple days, we use it for a couple years, and then we throw it out or try and sell it, and then they do the same thing. Well, the thing is, if we went and bought a car, if, if every American had, you know, a car and we all started... Uh, with a brand new car, how many of us would actually ride it until it totally gave out and it couldn't ride anymore with proper maintenance and care? You know, not many. Not many Americans would do that. Um, the thing is, is that uh, a lot of people will make the point, well, why don't we go electric? Well, electric's even worse, you know? A lithium mining is horrible. But... The thing that would be ideal is hybrids. 
and hybrids are the possibly the best way to integrate electric into our you know automobile industry because you have the gas side of things that can get you from A to B whenever you need them to and then the electric side of things isn't doesn't even need to be actively charged it's passively charging at least with uh, certain cars like the CA E-Ray the Corvette E-Ray and you know that right there not exactly the Corvette but you know hybrids they they get crazy gas mileage going down the highway you know you can get 70 80 miles a gallon you know in my Ford Focus and it's not a hybrid but it is a, a four-cylinder two-liter it gets about 67 miles a gallon going down the highway which is pretty it's pretty good and uh, that's, that's pretty good if you made it a hybrid it'd probably get 80 or 90 and that's let's let's see real quick you might hear some clicking or clacking let's check the efficiency on a Toyota Prius. Uh, uh, a 2022 Toyota Prius will get you 58 miles a gallon in the city, right? Because it's a hybrid. It's, it's a hybrid. You know, they're they're great cars in terms of gas mileage. Now, that doesn't mean that, um, y- you know, a lot of people are going to like it. No, nobody really likes the Prius. It's, it's a car. It gets you from A to B, right? Um, but one thing, if you wanted a sustainable way of going about driving and getting from A to B, then this would be the ideal one. Um, let's see here. Let's pull up another little thing here. Pull up some more statistics. Uh, so on the average fuel tank for a Toyota Prius, if you're driving realistically and reasonably, you can get 644 miles on a gallon, or on a t- not a gallon, a tank. And on the highway, I would assume, because it says 56 miles on the highway, I would assume you're probably going to get about 70 or 80. My car said it was only going to get about 35, 40, I think, and I ended up getting 62. So it's, you know, these are reasonable estimates. Um, you know, and then... On fueleconomy.gov, which is kind of the government website for fuel economy and those, you know, those labels when you go to the dealer that shows the fuel economy, this is where they come from. Uh, It says that vehicle owners report about 46 miles a gallon reasonably, you know, on a day-to-day usage, which sounds about right, you know, at least in the city. I know it says 57 or 56, but reasonably speaking, the average person is not going to granny drive everywhere they want to go especially in a Toyota Prius so one thing that you have to take into account when you're thinking about buying a new car is well are you going for gas efficiency or do you have to haul something a lot of the whole um a lot of the whole buying a new car today is that some people have to have trucks you know some people have to that's not an option for them they have a job and they have to work um so what can you do well most people are gonna have to have a gas-powered truck they can't rely on um 
you know, electric, having to charge it up everywhere they go. Uh, or, you know, even just at nighttime, you know, it's just, it's ineffective at getting people excited about a car or a truck, especially a work truck. So, you know, let's let's go into the whole idea of getting uh, a, a Silverado. A Silverado four-wheel drive. It's a eight-cylinder, ten-speed uh, automatic. Okay. All right. This truck gets about 20, about 17 miles a gallon. And if you drive it like, you know, most truck drivers do, uh, you can probably expect to get about 15 miles a gallon. And that's not really that crazy. It's an it's a V8, but here's the thing: you're gonna spend more on gasoline for that truck than you will for you know Prius, obviously. So if your idea is that you're gonna haul stuff for you know all year long, you know that might be for you. But then again, you can also go get an older truck. You can go get an older truck in order to save your your money. You don't have to add to the consumerism and add to the whole idea of, you know, they manufacture a new truck just for you to go and buy this truck, and you're going to add to the carbon emission, add to your own carbon emission footprint. Now, one thing we can definitely do is convert our energy. Uh, We can definitely go green, and by green, I mean nuclear, not wind or solar now solar is probably one of the better options uh because you know in the daytime the sun's gonna come up you know and if the sun doesn't come up we've got bigger problems than power uh if there's massive clouds in the sky you know that's an environmental thing and of course you know we we don't solely rely on solar we just make that our major thing, and then we have uh, nuclear at the same time. Because nuclear is the absolute best thing in terms of power that we could possibly do. You know, the average human's life would only take energy about the size of a water bottle or even smaller. Let me grab a drink real quick. But I will say with nuclear radiation, well, not nuclear radiation, but nuclear power creation, you know, I've got a story there. Me and my cousin, we found a five-gallon bucket of radioactive material out in the woods. It's pretty weird because, uh, you know, it was just out in the middle, like it random in the woods. It wasn't, it wasn't like around a manufacturing plant or anywhere that would really need radiation it was just in the woods well we found it and we were kind of weirded out by it it had you know all the labels and stuff and there's green glowingness in it so pretty nasty stuff we stayed pretty far away from it so hopefully we were fine but you know it was just interesting stuff we found out in the woods you know in those same woods we did some crazy stuff we uh there was a swing out there, you know, and, and this was down a hill. So this was, it was kind of like a, uh, you know, where two hills, just that, that uh, crevice between two hills. A valley, I guess. I guess it's a valley, but it was all woods, so 
you couldn't really tell. And uh, we were out there. There was a swing. There was a rope swing, and we uh, I guess it was a rope swing, and there was there was a board on it. You know, like it was it was a rope swing, but it was also like you kind of put your feet on the board is what we did. Um, and we tried to set it up to have a tire swing, but you know we never really got it going. So the tire just kind of rolled down the valley, and we never really saw it again. Um, but one of our friends at the time, we were out there in the woods, and we were on the swing kind of goofing around. I had, lo- I had lost my shoe going down the wood. Like, it flew off of my foot when I got on the swing, and uh, I don't know how exactly. I think I didn't tie my shoes at the time. I just kind of left them, and... Uh, you know, it just kind of went flying, so I had to go get it, I was going down there to get it, and my friend goes flying, he's, you know, he just gets slung off of the swing, he lost his grip, and, you know, he, you know, this rope swing is on a hill, so he's flying probably 30 feet uh, in the air, maybe, maybe from where I was standing, it was about 30 feet in the air, and then he hits the ground, it was like, his leg hit it sideways and it snapped. All we heard was like this big bone crack and he was screaming and freaking out and stuff. So we had to pick him up and we, uh, you know, he was obviously bleeding kind of everywhere. So uh, my cousin had an extra, like, he had this bag and we had some rags in there. I don't know why we had rags, but we had some socks too. I think it was because I was spending the night and, uh, you know, I just kind of had my stuff. Anyway, we were wrapping it around, and we kind of tied it up, and then we went up to, uh, we were walking him up the hill, we had to carry him, but he was really tall, you know, know, we were were both short, actually, he's really short, I'm kind of short, and, uh, you know, our friend was very tall, we were walking him up the hill, and, you know, it's kind of hard, you're going up a very steep hill, I mean, this was a very steep hill, the best pathway was the washout, and the washout, it was, like, recently washed out. It was raining the past couple of days. So the board was wet. That's why my shoe slipped, and I'm guessing that's why he slipped, too. But the washout was the best way to go up because that was the the best pathway, I guess. And, you know, it was muddy and wet, so we were pulling this dude up through the mud, through the wash, through the rain. It wasn't really raining then, but, you know, it just, it was still there, you know, you still felt it in the air. We had actually gone out that day because it had just stopped raining, so we were like, well, you know what, let's go to the swing. And, uh, you know, the swing was probably maybe a mile and a half from our house, and, uh, you know, so we were pretty far, and uh, we were probably a mile out into the woods and uh, a mile away from really anybody other than this dude's uh, sister's apartment. We took him to his sister's apartment. And uh, we get him up the hill, and his sister's sister's apparently a nurse. So we get him up there, and I tried to stay outside because apparently this dude's dude's sister's boyfriend or something like that, he was a drug dealer. And, uh, you know, we didn't really want to talk with him too much. So we just kind of went to the door and my cousin kind of talked to him because he was better friends with him than I was so I was like whatever you handle this and then I'll wait on you and we'll get going anyway his friend didn't like me because of something else I'll probably I'm probably going to go into that later on but it was a pretty big thing that I did uh to most of the people 
you know, and uh, around in the school at the time that were doing that stuff. But uh, anyway, we waited, and we, we were walking back, and we decided to go to the Dollar General. We just grabbed a drink or two. So that was the time when we carried that dude with a broken leg out of the woods. And that was, that was interesting. That was an interesting time. Uh, you know, I still remember those woods, and I think that's a part of the ADHD. You kind of remember places that you have not been in years, you know? It's the same thing with Disney, you know? I've been to Disney countless times, but it's all just a matter of, uh, how, how you want to think about it. If you want to think about it like, uh, it's a, it's a, bad thing that you get to remember all this stuff well that's okay but you know every now and then you don't really remember stuff actively it's more of a, a passive you're going around and you're like oh wait I did that yeah like I said in the first episode it's 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 a, it's a realization that oh well I, I I remember doing that I did that before and uh but that same neighborhood was the same neighborhood I kind of grew up in when I was very young, uh, from maybe, let's just say four years old, it was either three or four, but as far back as I can remember, I was living there, there was a, I have a couple brief memories from earlier than that, so well, I think, I think that's probably four, I would say, because I don't remember much before four, I don't think many people remember much before four, I think the people who say they remember when they were born, they're lying, you don't remember that. You're lying. No way. If, you know, you remember from when you were born, why don't why don't you do something different, you know? Why don't you just go go on about your your day uh regularly? I I don't really know. But uh one thing that's definite is that uh, that that story right there, that was, uh, how old was I? Maybe I was 13, maybe, maybe I was 13. And then we moved, we moved again and again and again, and I was, you know, for the past couple of years I've been moving around crazy, uh, all over the place, really. I had thought that after moving so much, moving so many times that you would have uh, a kind of better thought process on each of the locations, as in like if you move from here to here to here, you would be able to remember and think harder about each location. I guess you would have a more in-depth memory of each, but after so long, they kind of start to blend together the different houses. You know, the stories, you kind of remember where they happen, because, you know, stories, they don't change, but uh, the houses themselves, you know, they just kind of blend together after a while, and uh, you even have to go look at pictures to remember what they they were really like and what the experience was, and, uh, you know, then that's what makes you think, like, oh, well, that house is never going to be the same that it was, and, um, you know, it's the same with games. You go... Like, me personally, I, I, you know, when I was very young, Fortnite was at its peak. Uh, like, at its absolute peak. And, uh, we just, we were having a good time. Me and some buddies were having a very good time. 
you go to play the game today, it doesn't evoke anywhere near the same feelings. And it never will, ever. It never will ever evoke those same feelings again. Because, you know, that, that time's passed, those, those days, you know, you're not in the same state, you're not in the same level of happiness or level of sadness. You're not in the same mental state, focus state, really. You're just not the same person. And that's where I start to think that if you go back 10 years, are you even talking to the same person? Are you talking to you? And uh, it's definitely a thing where you want to, you would like to think that's you, but, uh, you know, is it? Because the, the stuff that that person does is what makes you the you that you are today. You know, if I didn't do all the things that I will say in the podcast or do all the things that, you know, I've, I've done in my life and in my stories, then I wouldn't be the same person that I have become and I am today. So it's definitely a thing where you have to be aware of who you are and what you've done and, uh, you know, that it all develops to make you the person that you are today. But with that, I think that's that's episode two. This is a very good place to end it with just be yourself. And, you know, the actions that you do today are the actions that make the person of tomorrow. It's the same thing with investing. You know, if you invest today, you will reap the benefits tomorrow. And that tomorrow could be ten years down the line. But, you know, that person is future you. And they will thank you. And they will be ready for your uh, your work, your actions. It's the same thing when you want to build a business. You know, you do the work for future you. You don't do the work for current you because current you, you know, it's in pain. You know, it's 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 heartache. It's uh, a headache. It's it's difficult. And future you is like, dang, I made a million dollar business. I made a ten million dollar business. I can't believe what my, I, you know, I was a genius. But at the time, you weren't even a genius. And that's what the other people are going to say too. You know, the haters, they're going to say, you know, why do you even try that? But, you know, you look back on it, and you're like, dude, I was a genius. And then they're going to look back on it, and they're going to say you were a genius. And uh, it's just a thing where you have to believe in yourself, and you have to be the person to take that action. Nobody's going to take the action for you. And that's one thing you have to realize is that the actions of today affect tomorrow, and it's only your tomorrow. It's nobody, it's nobody else's. Nobody else's tomorrow is impacted by your actions. Uh, well, they are impacted by your actions, but not as much as your actions of today impacting your tomorrow. And your actions of today impact other people's tomorrow, but that those other people's tomorrow is more your tomorrow so realistically yes you're only really impacting your tomorrow and other people are just in it so that's where we're going to end episode two and that's the adhd chronicles i know we started with consumerism and kind of worked through some really weird stories but you know that's what it's about and you know we ended it off on a good note so thank you for uh tuning in and hope to see you on the next episode